Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>
there's a, an effect that some of those drugs have on our consciousness, which is they can, uh, you know, sometimes elevate consciousness, sometimes clear out the ego. The uh, addictive part of drugs is not a very good thing, but some people, you know, can discover some kind of temporary transcendence of their ego through that. That's why Pisces is part of that, partly rules drugs and alcohol, because in the overall, Neptune is looking for us to transcend our ego, and that's not an easy thing when we're in the body and we're on the earth. And one of the things, I suppose, that the divine intelligence did put on the earth was some substances that would force you to transcend your ego. It's supposed to give you a little taste of what you could experience if you truly meditated, if you truly became uh, detoxified, and if you truly um, focused on the compassionate needs of others, you know, your own compassion and the needs of others. That's transcending your ego. Uh, some of these, um, you know, plant substances on the planet do that. That's why we're seeing some legalization there. Uh, Chiron is still in Pisces. So, again, if wounds are opening and we're having to discover where it is that we might have bent over backwards for somebody but got nothing in return, well, you know, we did it. Honor yourself for having done that. Don't do it again. And that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to Inside Connection Radio. Our guest call-in telephone number is 213-943-3395. If you want to get a reading, I suggest that you get in the queue. So um, tonight, I'd like to bring on a good friend, an astrology student of mine, Pat Magoni, who's going to join me to talk about why astrology, what can we learn from astrology, um, where, you know, why would somebody seek astrology? Why would we want to bring astrology into our lives? I've been really looking forward to this discussion. Pat, welcome to the show. Thank you, Craig. I'm delighted to be here. Awesome. So I guess I want to just start off the conversation by asking you, you know, how did you discover astrology? Well, you know, as a kid, I my mom used to give me little things about being a Gemini, and that's about that. But actually, when I was um, in my 20s, I really wanted to go to a therapist, and I just couldn't afford one. And I remembered that um, there was something about astrology I sent away for a chart, and I bought a book as a Gemini. I bought a book, which is a Teach Yourself Astrology book, right. and I got busy. So um, I, just, I just loved everything, all the symbols, and how it seemed to help me understand myself. Yeah. So, um, and, and then my very first reading, when I, when I could afford it, I went to my first professional astrologer, and I found that I was having a Saturn return. It made so much sense. and Big time of change, time, right? A huge time of change in my life. Yeah. And it was, um, it was then that I, I was very skeptical for a long time, but I kept looking at my chart, and I was looking at friends' charts that would let me, you know, peer, at, peer into their charts. And it was a wonderful tool for understanding myself and some of the events taking place in my life. You know, it's interesting because I first stumbled upon astrology through a book, which you know is The Round Art, um, and um book by A.T. Mann, and I was in my 20s, and I found it incredibly useful for evaluating my personality, and it so far has probably been one of my favorite therapists. I, um, you know, have never... Um, lost sight of the fact that the insight that I've gained through my chart in those moments when I was in my early 20s and I really discovered that astrology was more than the horoscopes in the paper, that I was like, oh, my God, this is really powerful. It's so powerful. And, you know, people will always ask, um, oh, is this sign good? Is it bad? And the one thing I've learned to say to people is you're way more than your sun sign. Right. And while we can say a few things about whether you're a Gemini or a Pisces, we know that there's so much more to it. And um, when I start to talk a little bit with just friends and casually, they're always so amazed at what they can learn from it. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost being that it's a really clear picture of your personality. Exactly. And, and over years, I have... Um, it's really been helpful for me to gain insight on growth patterns in my life, challenges that I've had, and um, especially as I've gone through some of the larger transits, um, 
it has a re- and and you know I I know how to read my own chart to look at my own chart. I'm not always as good as interpreting it for myself. Right. But one thing one thing that was really really helpful for me is especially with difficult or challenging transits, knowing that that they came to an end somehow was I don't know what it was helpful to me. And you then know, once I could understand what it was that really I was to learn from. That's really interesting. See, no, that that's insightful because I think that's what I was saying in the Global Energy Minute when I said that Neptune had been really, you know, giving me a run for, uh, you know, my sanity, so to speak, been giving me a run for my sanity because you know how Neptune can be so delusional. And, um, <laughs> exactly. and I know that the last pass of that before it actually departs and leaves my chart in that aspect forever is on January 1st. Funny enough, the, the the final aspect of like five passes over my Mars on January 1st, and I know it, and I am very excited to kiss it goodbye. <laughs> There's a few trends that I'm looking forward to kissing goodbye as well. <laughs> and you know what they are. <laughs> Listen, we have a few people on the switchboard, and I'm going to bring um, you know our conversation back around to astrology in a minute, but let's bring somebody else on and see if we can do a okay. reading for them. Great. Hi, area code three four seven. It's Dr. Craig, and you're on the Inside Connection. Hi, my name is Alicia. Alicia? Yes. Okay. Have you ever been on the show before? This show, no, this is my first time hearing it. No, you haven't been. No. Okay, that's fine. Um, what I'd like to do is um, get your birth information. So, if you could first tell me. Um, your birthday? Uh, May 23rd, 1983. So, May 23rd, 1983. Alicia, do you know your birth time? Uh, 1.27 a.m. Oh, 1.27 a.m., right after midnight. And what town were you born in? Brooklyn, New York. Where? Brooklyn, New York. Oh, Brooklyn, of course. Hey, girl, me too. <laughs> So that's Pat, that's Pat on the line with us, and she's saying that she was also born in Brooklyn. So how about that? Wow. Pat, are you in New York currently? Sorry? Are you are in you New York, York right now, Pat? Oh, no, I'm in California. Ah, uh, man, there is a bunch of stars like you've never seen before. I went outside, <laughs> and I just meditated, and I wished on three shooting stars. It's beautiful. That's awesome. Wow, you have a very specific chart. Your chart is very, um, uh, have you just moved recently? Yes. Okay. So one of the reasons why I see that right away is because when I see the way your chart's aligned, you're, you know, looking for some spiritual um, life. You're looking for a spiritual life. But being a Gemini, you're also a communicator and you're also very involved with language and, you know, what it is that you want to be able to do with words and language. Are you working right now? Yes, I just started working. It's all conventional. It's all sales. Where You're working in sales? Yes. Yeah, that's very good for you, actually, because, again, Geminis are very social and talkative and you have Aquarius rising, which was also an air sign. And it gives you an opportunity, I think, to really connect with people. Now, as you get a little bit older, you're you're still, um, you know, nice, nice and young. You're, um, you know, going to find that you're where you want to go is going to broaden out a little bit. You're going to be traveling more than you have already in your life. Have you traveled yet? A, a little bit. Yeah, because, you know, the ruler of your chart is Uranus, and it's in Sagittarius, and that would be a very, like, you know, kind of an adventurous, um, offbeat, very, like, you know, happy wander kind of energy. And it kind of goes with being a Gemini, too. They don't, they get kind of bored if they sit in one place for too long. Right. You have a lot of air in your chart, so you're very social. Yeah. Um, you just had a Saturn return this past year because you're, this is your 29th year. And did a relationship end? Yeah. Yes. But yes. We have, we have, yes. 
Okay. The reason I say that is because your Saturn is in Libra in the eighth house, and the eighth house is about endings and uh, experiencing transitional, uh, the experience of transitions through your relationship life. So because you have Libra in the eighth house, you might find that, um, you know, you have to experience relationships that end, you know, in one way or another. On the other hand, it also means that your relationships are very emotionally intense. They should be emotionally intense, very satisfying, growth-oriented, sexual, all the good things. And, um, you know, that's another big part of your chart. So, Pat, Yeah, I me? have a specific question. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to ask Pat if she's with me on the chart. Okay. I am. I'm with you, and I can't, Alicia, you and I have a few similarities. I have oh. Gemini up Mars in the third house. We're both Geminis and chatterboxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. We're, uh, and, Pat, did you ever work in sales? Uh, I was in hotel sales for a short time. Uh-huh. And I'm a teacher. Great. I so, also have Venus in Cancer like she does. Yes, I see that. Yeah. I see that. But she doesn't have Pisces rising. No, no. No. So you see that, that she moved into a new place. Is the new place that you moved into, is it working out for you? Yeah, actually, I actually moved back in with my father. Is that working out for you? Lovely. It's the best place. I've yeah, been. because Jupiter normally brings about something good, and it's in your it's in what's called the the area of the chart that rules the home. So when you have Jupiter in the fourth house, normally it brings you to a place that's very satisfying. So what's your question? Okay, I'm doing a jewelry line, and I'm not sure of which month would be good for me to launch it. I was thinking April, but then I'm thinking May around my birthday. Okay, it's a pretty specific question. Um, as far as um, as far as that goes, looking at April and May. Um, The answer is the end of April. That's the answer rather than rather than the beginning of April, definitely not. So, and the reason uh because I'm probably able to do it a lot more quickly a very specific question like that, right Pat? Cuz yeah. I have the software that can calculate that. The reason is because if you follow and look at her chart, she's actually going to have um, Mars. Uh, sorry, Neptune square her natal Mars uh, in the in the early part of the spring. But by May, she's going to have Uranus in um, in uh, in Aries in the second house, trine her midheaven. So the answer to her question comes about because the earlier part of the spring is definitely not the time, but around April the 20th or later, going into May, when Uranus trines her midheaven, that's an auspicious time for a financial success in her business. And that's the answer to your question, Alicia. Thanks so much for calling into the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. The um, I love specific question like that. When you're answering a specific question like that, you definitely need astrology software. How about that, Pat? <laughs> I'm 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 already up and running. I've got the same. Um, I've got a different software program, but I know what you're looking at right now. Uh-huh. Transistor on the outside. Great. It's I've, good though. It's, it's it good to be able oh, to yeah. like you know like say like okay, well there it is, and so we're going to. She asked specifically. I'm thinking of launching in April or May. The answer is. Closer to May 1st, definitely not, um, definitely not April. Yeah, um, I, see, I see where Neptune will be, uh, will be, will be square uh, Mars. And, right, um, which is the transit that I just had for the last year, and it's not an easy transit. It can be a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit confusing. Um, I want to bring on somebody else, and then um, you and I can talk a little bit more about astrology. And okay. this person who I want to bring on right now is absolutely one of my favorite people. Candy, you with us? Hi, Dr. Craig. How are you? Hi. I'm so good, and I'm so glad to see you in my switchboard. And um, I just want to give you a big shout-out for being the awesome person that you are and <laughs> for facilitating my show, your show, so many people's shows for 
being an inspiration on the airwaves. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate You're welcome. that. You're welcome. And um, Pat, likewise, who's, you know, my guest on the show tonight, is somebody that's been a friend of mine and is a student of mine in astrology. And I had said to her, you know, come on the show and we will just talk about, you know, what inspired you and we'll do some readings. How about that? Blog talk is a fantastic format. I really love it. So how about if I um how about if I give out your birth information? Will that be okay? That's fine. Okay, so Candy is C A N D I, um, Pat, mm-hmm. and her birthday mm-hmm. is July the eighth. July eighth, nineteen sixty nine, at four thirty six AM in Franklin, Indiana, which is mm-hmm. Johnson County. Because there's two Franklin, Indianas. And and she has 20 degrees Gemini rising And she's a cancer in the second house So You know You're getting ready to really I mean whoa Like Jupiter has been in Jupiter has been in in Gemini And are you still having amazing love? Um kind of yes (laughs) Kind of yes Well in some ways yes But there's uh, the passion is totally lacking. The so, passion is totally lacking. You know, yes. it's a, it's an interesting conundrum for you because you have um Neptune again that same you you know, you and I have Mars at the same place, Candy. We both have Mars at one degree Sagittarius. We're both spiritual seeking priest priestesses of the realm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neptune's been very hard on on our ego and on our health and on our love life um, for this year. You know, it can make it very confusing. But on the other hand, Jupiter has been in Gemini. So this person can actually be a really big, really important person in your life with a lot of love. I hope so. I'm, I moved from Indiana to Tulsa, so... <laughs> 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 now, was that before or after you discovered the passion issue? Um, I had an idea that what was going to go on, so I, you know, I, I did walk into this fully knowing. Um, I had hoped some things would kind of stir on his end. Um, you know, as a codicil to him, I have an open door policy, but it's kind of not my, not really my thing. But you know what, universe, whatever. Let's just. However you want to deliver it, I'm ready. Okay, fair enough. So does that mean you're looking for somebody else? Um, I would love to have a, a full-time passion partner. That would I be great. See. More passionate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes sense to me. I mean, you know, you're, you're um, yeah, where are we going there? I'm just looking at your chart. So, yeah, okay, this year, is some of the confusion involving love life is going to be over because, again, Neptune's going to move away from one degree Pisces, and it's going to go all the way out to three, four, five, and you have your Venus at one degree Gemini, you have your Mars at one degree Sag. So that first degree of the mutable signs, it's kind of going to be over, but doesn't really mean that your relationship is going to end. I think just some of the confusion surrounding it is going to. Um, okay. What's going to happen is in the early part of the year and into the spring, Jupiter is going to go into your first house, and then it's going to actually go very quickly into your second house. And I think you're going to be finding more career success, more financial opportunities. Your your focus is going to go back on yourself and the way in which you're taking care of candy. You know, are you mothering yourself properly? Are you taking care of yourself as a cancer you know, well enough. You're going to have some real, um, because it's going to conjunct your Mercury, you're going to have some very sort of eye-opening experiences about who you are and the way in which you're communicating your care and your love in the world. You know, who is it that you're taking care of? You need to be taking care of yourself first. You're really, really going to get grounded in that next year. Go ahead. I was going to say, at, at the end, I do have one question. Yeah, that's fine. Pat, what do you got to say? I think that I'm watching and listening to everything you're saying, and it's amazing. Candy, isn't he amazing? 
Oh. He is. The first time I ever heard him was on a friend of mine's show that I was helping her out with, and um, he just totally blew me away personality-wise how much he knew about me by reading my chart. Yeah. Somebody uh-huh. told me that tonight. One of my one of my clients said to me, you know, I referred to you that guy, John. I was like, yeah, how is John? And she was like, he still hasn't gotten over your reading. <laughs> I was like, that was over a year ago. She's like, yeah, I think he's a little scared of you. I was like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> scared of me? What are you scared of? She said, I the think. Tr- maybe uh, the truth. He's scared of the Sometimes truth. Sometimes the truth is scary. That's true. The truth yeah. can be scary, but, you know, today yeah. I was talking with somebody. We had a good laugh. You'll like this. We, he was here in my office, and we were talking, and I was like, you know, well, we're laughing, but, you know, it's the truth. And he was like, yeah, I'll take any bit of truth that makes me laugh any day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of making us sit there and cringe, right? So um, what's your question, hon? Um, I am getting ready to, uh, in the author, publish my first book. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's, so I, I was kind of like some guidance as far as that's concerned. Do you have a, pub- do you have a written manuscript? Uh, it is 95% done. I'm just kind of working through a few blocks so I can finish it. Okay. And do you know what genre it is? I mean, are you familiar with the genre it, that you wrote for? It, paranormal. Uh, okay. Thriller. Paranormal thriller with a dash of romance thrown in, yeah. So is it fiction? Fiction. Okay. But there is a lot of personal truths in there as well. Is it young adult or adult? No. It, it will definitely be adult. Okay. You need to find an agent. Or you need to self-publish. That's the two ways that people go nowadays. And so it, that's really up to you. Yeah, um, self-publish is the choice that I, I have right now. Okay. It's what I, I want to do that on purpose. Yeah, I'm going to do what they call indie author, which means, you know, I'm trying to get a designer and a team and all kinds of things together. Right, and you know what they have right here. now is that they have they also have publish on demand, so you should look that up as yeah. well because that's I'm print going, on demand. And so yeah. you don't have to outlay a lot of money to, like, say, do a run of a 1,000 books at your expense. There are now these companies that you get the orders and they'll print the books and they'll send them out. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon does print on demand? They do. They have an, uh, their own publishing section now. I've been working okay. with um, uh, one so of the guys. As far, okay, well, you, so it sounds like you know a lot of the procedure. You're sort of just looking for an astrological insight concerning it? Yes. Okay, well, I see it actually being very profitable and very good for you when when Jupiter actually conjuncts your Mercury. So I don't know how ready you are, but that sounds to me like the perfect time to um, – you know, put yourself out there, and um, also Jupiter will be square your Uranus at the same time that it's conjunct your Mercury, and Uranus is the ruler of your ninth house, which is the house of publishing. So, like a really, I'll give you a launch date. It's not long, but it's not like exactly tomorrow. So I want you to just be prepared for the day. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it's the end of June. So okay. that's a really auspicious time. If you find that you're ready to do it before then, that's fine. But um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's when you ended up seeing a completed project and something really get off the ground because Jupiter will go into Cancer around June the 26th. It will be conjunct your Mercury. This is going to be a lot about you doing communication and getting mm-hmm. your message out. And it will also be square your Uranus, which is a sort of – sudden opportunity and creativity because you have your Uranus in the fifth house. It's the ruler of publishing house. I feel like there's, and it's also the ruler of your tenth, by the way. It co-rules the ninth and tenth. So there's a lot of career success and a lot of forward movement for you going into the summer of this year. Awesome. And that's your global energy minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, thank you so much, uh, Pat. You're so thank welcome. You I'm always. Strength. I'm just, you know, I'm so happy to see you there in the queue, and so happy to uh, bring you on. Well, to the I show. usually catch your show and podcast, so I'm there. <laughs> oh, if you no. don't mind, I wouldn't. I would love to just go ahead and listen on the phone. No, that's fine. I'll totally. I can totally leave you there. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much, honey. Awesome caller, right, Pat? Excellent. I love our listeners, and thanks, everybody, for being in the chat room and for hanging out in the switchboard. And especially to our archive listeners who grow in numbers every week, we're very flattered and honored that you're listening to our show. So, um, Pat, um, you know, besides personality analysis and uh, maybe knowing when the bad things end and potentially how to manage them better, are there any other things that you think you or we, the listeners, me, can learn from astrology? Well, there are two things. Um, the it, it, it's I have found it extremely valuable to have an awareness of what transits might be coming up, and um, just so that I can kind of brace myself for it and then work with the change that is impending and try to take a positive outlook for it. Uh, instead of just being nervous about it. So that's the one thing. But aside from even dealing with transits and calculations, I recently read your book, Craig, and um, just having a really good idea and understanding of the elements and looking at a person's chart and seeing whether to what degree they are maybe watery or airy or fiery, and then how I may work with that person, how my energy either mixes or maybe does not has been very, very interesting and very valuable, especially in personal relationships. Right. So then, like, even the basics have something to offer us. And I totally believe that that's why I wrote the book in the way that I did, was because I felt like, you know, astrology can be extremely complicated. What's the common denominator? And to me, it's the elements. It's, as I said many times, in many places, um, the elements are what we're made up of. They're outside of us, they're inside of us. So I know that's not in the book, but if you're bringing it up, I know you'll find this interesting. The outside world, which is the sun, which is fire and the air and the water and the earth, that's what everything is made up of outside of us. And then inside of us, inside of the human body, we are fire, we have a temperature, Right, 98.6, there's heat. Mm-hmm. We breathe air. Where you know we're 90% water, and then the rest of it is earth. So inside, and then taking it one step further, this will blow your mind because I loved this, disease and illness is a function of having too much or too little of one of the elements. Like if you've got too much fire, you have a fever. If you have not enough fire, you have the chills. If you have too much air, you're hyperventilating. If you have not enough air, you're short of breath. Right? You're either bloated or dehydrated if you have too much or not enough water. And if you have too much or not enough earth, you can have things like arthritis, which is extra bone, or you can have something like osteoporosis, which is not enough bone. So elementally, even our health is based on a good elemental balance. And so, of course, we're going to need to have that in our health and our life and in achieving our success and in our relationships. So that was a really good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, You ready for another reading? Sure. Okay, let's see who we got on the phone here. Area code 720. It's Dr. Craig, and you're on the Inside Connection. Hi, this is Jane, and I'm in Colorado. How are you doing? Hi, Jane. We're doing really good tonight. Thanks for holding. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd like to see what's going on in my chart. Okay, (laughs) well, have have you called the show before? No, I haven't. I just it's the first time I've seen you guys on. Okay, so um, what's the first initial initial of your last name? F as in Frank. Okay, and what's your birthday, Jane? One twenty sixty one. I'm nineteen sixty one. Also, um, oh. time of birth. Four fifty nine a.m. 4.59 a.m. and the place of birth? Topeka, Kansas. Got it. Okay. So um, just for congruity and to make sure that Pat is on the same page with me, we have Sagittarius rising at 19 degrees. So um, yeah. nice chart, you know, it's sort of, geared towards making some money and working hard. I hope you're working. 
Are you working? No, I'm not really. No, you're not? <laughs> I've been real bad. We've been having real bad times for about five years. Uh, I've owned my own business for 15, and the last, it's in uh, mortgages, and the last five have been real down. So this is a time right at this moment where I am trying to decide if I should drop my license and try something totally different. That's I what see. I'm thinking at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I don't, I don't, you know, I, I think that you probably will, and the reason that I say that is because um, collectively in the spring you're going to have Uranus in opposition to your midheaven, and you're going to have Pluto square the midheaven, because that that line of career you may move. Are you planning on moving? Um, it is a possibility, yeah. Yeah, it may happen kind of suddenly because Uranus is about to go into your fourth house. But, you know, I feel like, you know, whatever's happened to you and however you feel like, you know, these last few years have been hard because sometimes when Saturn goes through the 10th house, um, it can make us have a career peak, but sometimes it can make us realize that our career is not serving us any longer. And that's the years that you've been going through recently. So it's possible that whatever you've been doing in your career is not serving you. It's not It's not helping you, you know, grow in the direction that you really want to grow in. And yep. um, go ahead. Oh, I said yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's one reason why those things clear out of our lives. It's not so that we have suffering because... Your chart is um kind of you know uniquely balanced for you to have i would say some career success because you've got the sun and Mercury in the second house you know it's very community oriented you have Jupiter rising, so Jupiter and Capricorn's the ruler of your chart you're sort of self identified by the job sometimes mm-hmm. I find though that the fixed signs like Aquarius have a hard time changing. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you're feeling, if you're feeling a little bit like, um, you know, almost I want to say like a little victimized, you know, not in not in that classic way that everyone's always getting maligned for feeling like a victim, but <laughs> I'm mean, I'm meaning it in a real way. If you're almost feeling like the circumstances of life have sort of victimized you, and I'm saying that because of Venus and the Moon in Pisces. If you're feeling if you're feeling that way, like victimized by by situations that are happening in the economy and in life and changes like that, because we're 51, you know, and that's not you know it's not the beginning. It's you know making a change now is hard, and also you just had mm-hmm. a Chiron, you just had a Chiron return. So maybe your Chiron is in Aquarius. Maybe you found out that some friends weren't really as loyal as they you know should be. Or right. could have been right. So some of those disappointments could actually have beaten you down a little. And what I want to suggest is that you need to find that light inside you, that Aquarius part. You know where you feel like rather than distancing yourself and detaching from everything, like you want to rejoin in and do something good and generous and humanitarian. You want to find that light side again, that compassionate side. Because there's a lot of really like, oh, I'm going into the darkness, you know, and and you have the choice to lift yourself up out of that. But as far as transits, you're going to make a change. You're going to make a change, and you're going to make it soon. And even the conversation with someone like me, Jane, because I'm very Plutonic, Pluto, I'm very Scorpio, a lot of Scorpio in my chart. So even this conversation with me could be the kind of abrupt sort of kick in the butt that you need to sort of wake up and figure out that you need to make that shift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right? Okay. I want exactly. Pat to chime in if she sees anything else. Well, I was just looking at Mars going very quickly through her second house. Is there any any connection with it um, conjuncting her sun and Mercury? It's, it's only going to take like about a month or two. As far as, well, you know, she's talking just, about just, changing careers and wanting to stay. What it should bring is it should bring a little money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if money has been tight, Jane, then what Pat's looking at is that there's a there's a transit of a couple of months that's actually coming up right at the beginning of this year um, where Mars is going to go into Aquarius pretty much for the whole month of January. And mm-hmm. um, it could represent some money coming into in for you. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. That sounds sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a more positive energy. Um, you know, yeah. It's not that there Money aren't positive everything. things. There are. It's just it's just it's time for you to make that shift. You know. So when you yeah. say, should I change my career, and you have Pluto square the midheaven, yes, you should change your <laughs> career. You should I, let okay, go. Good. I'm, I'm glad okay. you're telling me this because I have a, just a few more days to get my money back on this, all this insurance I had to pay for to be a broker for next year, and it was $3,000. Yes. And I thought, I keep thinking, Dane, get it back and quit. You know, this is yeah. done. And I so agree I'm with glad that. I agree with that. You know, we're not here to make the decisions for your life, but that's, you know, if you're telling me that you thought that, and I can confirm that for you, that that was the correct thinking, it's time for you to make a change. Okay, well, thank you so much. You know, you're very welcome. Thanks better. so much for holding on the line for so long. I appreciate that. I'll talk to you guys again. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Have a good Christmas. Bye, Jane. Bye-bye. Pat, how you doing? Great. You know, I, I just wanted to add, if Jane is still listening, that um, I've, I, I, um, I've experienced that Pluto at the um, Midheaven, and um, maybe the word transform would be easier for her to hear than change, being, you know, having that Aquarius, because change is just so frightening for Aquarians. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, certainly it is. Uh, my she career can, She can embrace it. The thing is, is that it's, um, it's, um, it's Pluto square, the Midheaven. Yeah. So it's so because it's in her first house, it has to do with the way she's building her, her identity around her career. So what, what she needs to change is she needs to change basically who she is in order to become mm-hmm. that new entity. Yeah, I see. Like, you see? I mean, I think personal transformation, a, personal transformation that will affect personal her transformation, career. right? As opposed to career transformation, it's going to be her changing herself, which is why I focused so much on what was she going through and how to be able to make it more, um, more meaningful for her. And she's in the chat room right now, and she's saying, "Okay, yes, I can see that. Thank you, guys." <laughs> good, good. So you ready to you ready to bring on someone else? Yes, sure. Area code nine one three. It's Dr. Craig, and you're on the Inside Connection. Yes. Hello. How are you tonight? We're good. How are you? Happy holidays. Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for taking my call. You're very welcome. Who is it? Uh, my name is Andy. Andy. Andy, I've spoken with you before, right? Yes. Yes, you have. Does uh, your last name start with an S? Yes, it does. Okay, there you are. So, I'll, if you don't mind, I'm going to give your birth data out. That's fine. That, okay, so Andy is born on March the 24th, 1965, at 12:05 p.m. in Urbana, Illinois, with 22 degrees Cancer rising. Do you have a specific question? Yes, um, I'm sort of wondering, um, I've got actually, I think, Uranus in an opposite position of what the previous caller had. Correct. um, Transiting my midheaven around that area. Correct. And I'm I'm in graduate school, but am wanting to kind of increase some cash flow and am thinking about pursuing some outside employment. Okay. And just kind of wondering what that's looking like. Um, well, what that's looking like? I mean, it, that's sort of a broad question. You mean, what are you I, are you actively looking for something? I am starting that search. I just have been kind of in the student mode, frankly, for so long. It's it's a bit of a a bit of a not so much a challenge, but just a change, I guess, an abrupt change in perspective, you know, from that okay. student perspective into going back into thinking about, gosh, do I want part time? Sure. Well, the student, I mean, the student thing in your chart has to do with how you have so many planets in the third and the ninth house. You're really someone that 
wants to be a student, you know, I mean, not, not like, say, a perpetual student, but it's the idea that you really love learning, and um, there isn't any end to what it is that you could learn, and how much you could learn, and you, you can really invest yourself in learning, but you have your moon in Capricorn, you know, so there is a time when you're going to come around to bringing what it is that you've learned out into the world. Capricorn rules the way in which we bring what it is that we know and serve society at large. So since your moon is there, you actually have an emotional connection to to going out and getting a job. But if what you're asking for right now is, is, is there some kind of work that you could get that's that's not necessarily connected to your schooling. Is that what you were asking? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thanks for, you articulated that much better than I did. No, that's fine. So work that's not connected to your schooling, which would kind of be just work in general, to me that would have to do with your son, which is about, which rules your second house, so that's about money, or about Uranus, which has to do with the eighth house, which has to do with making money from others, So, or something that would aspect your moon, because your moon is in Capricorn. So why don't we just take a look at the at the uh you know the next couple of months and see if anything shows up in any of those three realms well one important thing is that neptune is sextile your moon which is very positive for you being able to find something for work that you actually might like and i know that you know that makes you happy to hear that in january Saturn is going to be trying Saturn, and Pluto is going to be sextile your Saturn. Those don't actually fit the parameters that I was talking about before, but Saturn is really very much about stability, so it's possible that that could bring about um, some, you know, sort of stable life structure to your life. As far as the other things that I was talking about, ah, here it is. Okay, so in March... March, right. Ah, it's all through February and March. Saturn is going to be sextile Uranus, and Uranus is the ruler of your eighth. So I would say February, very strong at the beginning of February. Maybe um, Saturn. Blah, 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 blah. Jupiter. Yeah, it starts at the end of January, so at least about a month from now is when you can expect to see something, but it really looks good. It really looks good. It really looks hopeful. Like the transits you have are as follows. Jupiter is going to be sextile your midheaven, which is an expansive, you know, kind of employment situation. Saturn uh-huh. is going to be sextile Uranus, which is about stability and being able to make money from somebody else. And um, there was a third one, too. Um, ah, yes. Um Saturn trine Saturn, which is just an overall sense of stability and being able to do something that you like. So I would say not for another month, and then the energy becomes more strong in February. So Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that, too, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Pat. Craig. Chime in on that. <laughs> Goodness. Um well, that was just that was an amazingly fast read, and I was I was following you along. Um, I'm not quite sure where to go with that. Yeah, because it was a very specific question, and I had read for her before. So uh-huh. you know, for me, it was about kind of like picking apart the midheaven, picking apart her ability to make money. It was a short-term question for a short-term issue. Uh, sometimes the show is actually really good for that. I'm fascinated by her, the oppositions that she has. I mean, they're not tight oppositions, but between the third and the ninth house. Yeah, all that schooling. And I've read for Andy before, but perhaps not for a couple of months. So just a lot of schooling and um, a lot of education. I do have one more person, though, who's been holding on in the switchboard, and I'd love to get to that person before we sign off. So are you ready for that? Sure, go ahead. Hi, it's Dr. Craig, and you're on the Inside Connection. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks so much for holding. <laughs> My birthday uh, date is today. Oh, awesome. What's happy your first birthday. Name? What's, happy birthday. What's your first name? It's Kathy. Kathy. 
Kathy, have I talked to you before? No. What's the first initial of your last name? Uh, B. I have talked to you before, and your birthday is today, 12-13-1953, a.m. in Utica. Happy birthday. Happy Oh. Happy birthday. So um, what shall we do for you today? <laughs> um, I guess I'm wondering about my spirituality. Does my ears keep ringing? Birthday readings are always free, by the way. You know that, right? You won't be charged for this. (laughs) (laughs) What a guy. That's a good one. What screams out about her chart, Pat? Come on, right away. What scream? What's screaming at you? Pluto in the well. Pluto's transiting her twelfth house. I mean, there's a lot of things, but I want. What what cycle is she having right now? You just went through it a couple of years ago. She's having her second return. Saturn return. Yes, it's screaming, all right, up there in the ninth house. Right there, and she's asking Mm -hmm. about spirituality. That's her question. It came right out of her mouth, right? Mm -hmm. So, Kathy, has someone passed away? Have you lost something? Has something ended? No, it's almost like a beginning. Right, but what's ended? Um, the old me, I guess. The old you, yeah. Do you ever find any spirituality in like goddesses like Kali, goddess of transformation, anything like that? No. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Well, like the city in India, Calcutta, is named after this goddess Kali, and you know, there in in a lot of different cultures, there's the the god the destroyer the one that like you know clears out what's no longer working in our lives so that something new can emerge oh there's just some energy around that around you because you know you are Sagittarius and you've got Venus and Mercury and Sag so spirituality is a big part of your life you have a theme of that especially with Saturn in the ninth house it's like a search for spirituality through the transformation of all aspects of being, our capacity to transform the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual from one outmoded form into another. And that spiritual process is basically governed by Kali, Pele, the volcano goddess. You know, there's um, Pluto in astrology, it's Plutonic. Um, because it's scorpionic. So there's a if you're not exactly into it yet, you're going to be more because later on in the year, uh probably in the midsummer, um Saturn is going to go retrograde and it goes back down to 4 degrees. So the very intense part of your Saturn return is going to be this summer. And um you know, you're not planning on going back to school, are you? Mhm. Yeah, the only reason I say that is because the ninth sometimes rules school, education, classes. Um, You know, it would be good even if you decided to take some kind of educational class in, um, you know, like... Well, I just just got done taking Reiki. uh Uh-huh. Which all esoteric forms of healing are also ruled by Mm -hmm. Scorpio because it's the transmutation of disease from one state to another. So in the use of that energy, I I, I think if you, what did you take, Reiki 1? I'm up to Reiki 3. Oh, that's awesome. So then you already are in a school program. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, can you continue to pursue that? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I think you're going to. And and don't you think that you can find spirituality in that process? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's where it's happening for you then. It's happening in the educational process of the ninth house, you know, where God is the healer, God is the agent that's capable of transforming, um, you know, energy that's blocked into energy that's unblocked. Okay. Craig, I've got a question. Yeah. What what um 
even though it's been a while ago, what has maybe Kathy left behind when her uh, Saturn was transiting the eighth house and conjuncted <clears throat> the Neptune-Mars conjunction? Yeah, I mean, that's a question to ask her. Like, you haven't had any loss in the last year, Kathy? Oh, uh, two years. My father died two years ago. Okay. It'll be two mm-hmm. years in April, yeah. So then Saturn was in her eighth, and it may not have been right. exactly transiting that area, but, um, you know, it was in the eighth, and in why eighth. it might have connected with father at that time, I would have to dig more deeply into her chart to see that. But she's also going to have a Jupiter return this summer. So in conjunction with the Saturn return, isn't it interesting that she's having a Saturn return and a Jupiter return and at the Jupiter. exact same time? Because her Saturn return is happening late. It's happening in her 59th year. So the um, the uh, she's having a Jupiter return simultaneously. It's a very creative year, Kathy. Very creative year. Don't forget to journal write and writing about your experience. And uh, that's also where you're going to find some really powerful insight where you let the goddess flow through the pen and inspire you with the words that will come through. Someone told me to do automatic writing. Yeah. But, it's you know, I'll just sit there, but nothing flows. Well, then don't do automatic writing. Um, Actually do a journal and allow the sentences to become more and more complex. Ah. All right? Okay, thank you. Have an exciting year, Kathy. It sounds great. Pat Magoni, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you. This is really, really uh, thrilling, and thank you for allowing me to, you know, partner with you on this a little bit. Oh, my God. You're absolutely an awesome guest. You're an awesome astrologer. You know that I adore you, (laughs) and I can't wait to have you on at another time. Thank you. That would be so much fun. All right, sweetheart. I'll see you soon. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. So I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and, you know, I'm going to leave you tonight with one of my favorites, Robin, and show me love. Yeah, yeah, yeah.